Hi friends, welcome to Now and Zen. I'm Dr. Amy. I created this podcast to inspire and empower you to live your best life. I'm the author of The Rewilding of Women. I'm also an educator, fellow trauma survivor, and my passion is to help others on their spiritual and trauma healing journey. I'm also a true, no bullshit, spiritual gangster. My goal is to add a dash of sunshine to your day. If you're happy, I'm happy. I'm not a psychologist or medical doctor. I don't offer any professional medical or health advice. If you're suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified professional. Let's get started. Welcome to the first inaugural Now in Zen episode. Holy guacamole. I can't believe I pulled this shiz off, y'all. Seriously, though, developing this podcast has been a major learning project for me, and I'm so grateful that you are tuning in. I promise I won't let you down. I purposely keep these epis short to intentionally give you a much-needed daily shot of feel-good. I am going to encourage you to connect with your personal now and zen over the next few minutes. I made this podcast to share my own mistakes of, again, holy guacamole, of which I have made plenty of, my own healing journey, and I'm going to share ways you can insert more joy into your life on the daily. As far as we know, we only have this one life, right? It's so important for you to take time for yourself. There is no need to spend our lives feeling less happy than we deserve to be. Today, we are going to talk about why having fun is so important for your mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. I'm going to remind you to connect with what you love doing and have fun so you can experience more happiness and joy. I'm going to share some geeky numbers, data with you. I remember I've been in education for over 20 years, so I love to geek out on data. Many of us follow this formula of the American dream. Let me know if you can relate. You did everything you were supposed to do. So for example, you're potty trained, you graduated from high school, maybe college, maybe you have the 2.2 kids. You wake up and you work hard every day. We do what we are supposed to do and more. So why are we so damn unhappy? Folks, this hit me so hard not that long ago in my career, many may call it a midlife crisis. I call it like a fucking midlife awakening. So see, a midlife crisis can actually be a midlife awakening and it can happen in your 20s or 30s. Okay, There's no timeline on when we can decide how we want to live and how we want that to look. Let's light a fire in your soul today and let's go out and find your now and zen. So again, going back to that American dream, we do what we're supposed to do and more. So why are we so damn unhappy? The answer is simple. We are sick and tired because not only are we doing too much, 
we do far too little of what sparks a fire inside of us. Check this out. We are not okay, folks. The pandemic is over, or hmm, at least feels over, and we are just backsliding right into working ourselves like crazy all over again. We are doing what we learned we don't like to do again. Um, Interesting, the effects of this, according to a survey of 2,279 adults conducted in May of 2020 from the National Science Foundation, Americans are the most unhappy we have been since the Great Depression. Okay, that's pretty intense. So yeah, there's that factoid. And not to sound super negative or anything, bear with me. I just want to share a couple more facts with you so that we can come up with a solution together. So the American Psychology Association reports U.S. traffic fatalities started rising two years ago in 2020. Um, Fuck that year. And after several years of declines in traffic fatalities, And even with less drivers on the road, folks, this one really, really gets me. Traffic fatalities are high, very, very high, just over the past two years. The CDC's, just wait, it gets worse. I'm almost done, I promise. The CDC's National Center for Health Statistics report that there were an estimated 100,306 drug overdose deaths in the U.S. during the 12-month period ending in April of 2021. Okay, that's not even a year ago. An increase of over 28.5% during the same period the year before. And men, this is the part that really gets me too. It's mostly men dying of these drug overdoses at nearly twice the rate of women And it's mostly opioids. So prescription opioids actually outnumber heroin overdoses. Big Pharma, I tell ya, you gotta watch out for them sometimes. Whether or not people are depressed, prescriptions for antidepressants have been on the rise. More than 37 million Americans are on medications like I don't know if I can really pronounce these, but I'm going to try sertraline, escitalopram, bupropion, trazodone, and more. So this stuff is passed out like candy. And I'm not judging. Believe me, I get it. Stay tuned for my upcoming episode on psilocybin microdosing and how it can literally help to rewire your brain from past trauma. So shameless plug there. Okay, deep breath. That was some deep shit. Now that we know that we're not really okay, let's talk about how we can change that. Here is a crazy, crazy question for you. If you had to guess, what do you think is the number one reported regret people express on their deathbed? This might blow your mind. It did mine, big time. 
this guy, James Pickering, he was a hospice nurse, like spent the last three to 12 weeks with hundreds and hundreds of people who were ready to cross over from this life. Here's what James said. The number one top deathbed regret is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Yeah, not being true to ourselves. That was the most common regret. When people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it's easy to see how many of our dreams have gone unfulfilled. Time flies, life is busy, etc., etc. So most people felt they had not honored even half of their dreams, though, even half of them, and had to die knowing that it was due to choices that they had made or not made. Let's talk a second about your personal now and then and what that is. We can try to live our lives with less to zero regret. What is your now and then? I write about now and then in the very beginning of my book, The Rewilding, because it is so important, y'all. Your now and then is something that you love to do that lights a fire in your soul. It's your passion. We all have this. Sometimes we just have to look a little deep inside to find it. But I always like to share that no matter how much we adult, we always have a pilot light inside of us just waiting to be lit and come to life. When you are engaging in your now and then, you are in the present moment. You're not thinking about the past. Number one, deathbed regret was not being true to yourself. The number two, well, according to James, the hospice nurse, he tells us the number two regret is, I wish I didn't work so hard. Really, really fascinating. He mentions that this especially came from every male patient that he nursed. They felt like they missed their children's youth and their partner's companionship. Women also spoke of this regret, but as most were from an older generation, many of the female patients had not been breadwinners. Men, I told you this episode and this podcast was for you too, but women also have never really been given credit for the work they did at home all of those generations. I mean, staying home with kids all day, whoo, that is not easy. Have you ever been with kids all day? I mean, it's demanding. It just takes a special person to do that. I don't know if I could do that. You can't clock in and out of being a stay-at-home mom, but I can't help but think that women may feel a similar way today as these men have, as in like previous generations, because we are also almost fully in the workforce. I mean, we're, we're definitely out there. I'm not saying that we should just go out and you should just quit your job. Not at all. I'm just asking you to examine how much you work compared to how much you spend time enjoying your life. Question, do you know how much you really work? Have you ever really thought about that? Let's examine this for a moment. Take a second to think about how many hours you work per week. And yes, being a stay-at-home mom counts. 
just estimate the time that you're awake working. Did you know that we actually spend over one third of our lives at work? That is for most of us who work around 40 hours per week, but many people work more than that. That's roughly 90,000 hours at work over your lifetime. And get this, according to the Library of Medicine, we also spend one third of our lives sleeping or attempting to sleep. That means we have one third of our lives to fit in some now and zen fun folks, like a third. That's a lot. So how much time are you spending with your loved ones? According to Ben Renner, Americans enjoy just 37 minutes of quote unquote quality time as a family each day during the week. On weekdays with parents working and kids at school or in other activities, the time they spend all together can be significantly low. And I have spent so many years as a mom taxi. I know so many of you can relate. It's just, I mean, you're just running around everywhere all the time. Oh, no weekends off. What the research does not highlight is that we only get about three to four hours per evening with our loved ones or ourselves after work. Then we sleep. Now, compare the hours you work to how many hours you have fun per week. It is likely the ratio is not even remotely comparable. It's a fact of adult life that we work and sleep far more than we have fun. I love this quote, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So don't let that happen to you. Don't become overworked Jack. We all saw the shining and we know how that ends. Ooh. There is a reason so many of us are dying far too young from stress-induced diseases. Adulting is stressful. It's difficult to have fun when you are busy working. So we spend far too much time as weekend warriors detoxing from the previous work week. By the time we feel refreshed, it's Monday morning, time to clock in again. Have you ever felt like you work too much? Like your weekdays pass by like a whirlwind and it's a race to the weekend to get a break from work. Going home tired, mentally wiped out, peopled out. I worked as an academic dean for almost a decade in higher education. And don't let the academic dean title fool you because being a dean is not a glamorous job where you sit in a higher ed tower all day surrounded by books. No one wants to talk to you as the academic dean unless they are super angry and usually standing outside of my office saying, I demand to talk to the dean. So after dealing with highly emotionally charged people problems, student escalations, faculty infighting, or endless meetings about meetings, and also some of the most crazy things you could ever imagine to happen on a college campus, but I did. I was 100% peopled out by the time I got home from work just when I needed to show up as a parent. And I was tired, tired. I know so many of you can relate. All I wanted to do was lay on the couch with my hand down my pants, sipping a beer, just kidding. I loved seeing my kiddo and she was always a chill kid who loved her projects at night. So we had fun, but let's face it, 
isn't the goal of every parent, whether you have a human or even a fuzzy dog as a child to wear them out every day? Now that you know, we as humans spend most of our lives working one third, working one third sleeping. What can you do to have more fun? To start living on your own terms, we need to see life through our own rose colored glasses, not the glasses that have been handed to us. Bear with me here. We are taught from a young age to keep up with the Joneses. In order to be successful, happy, we should, again, be potty trained, graduate from high school, graduate from college maybe, get a job, get married, buy a house with a picket fence. We only occupy weeknights and weekends and do this until we retire at the age of 65 when our lives are past the point of being halfway over. Before we know it, our life has flown by and we spent more than half of our adult life in a job that we can't wait to retire from. When we retire, not to sound macabre and doom and gloom, but I mean, we're 65, right? So we have one foot in the grave as far as the years we have left in life. So trying to live that American dream of keeping up with the Joneses can steal the best years of your life if we're not careful. The American dream is meant to give us hope. It's meant to inspire us to rise from the depths of poverty to become anything from a future president to an astronaut, but overworking ourselves can be kind of a ripoff. I mean, just saying, so something to think about. It's important to take time to awaken your inner wild child and enjoy your life as often as possible. As adults, we may not have as much free time as when we were kids, obviously, especially if we're parents, but we can carve out now and Zen moments that count in that one third of our lives. We are not working or sleeping. Promise me you will find time to do something that makes you happy to feel alive. Discover your now and Zen. What it really think about this. What is it that lights a fire in your soul? What is it that makes you belly laugh? Um, What is it that makes you feel creative? So there you go. I challenge you to schedule something for you over the next week. So this is my only request of you for your homework. Because again, I was in education for 20 years, so I'm giving you homework. I'm sorry. No test, no quiz, but yeah, you have homework. It's just in my nature, I suppose. (laughs) So something that you love to do or want to do, put it on your schedule this next week and make sure that you do it. If a full activity or even an hour is too much to ask of you right now, try this. Over the next week, I ask you to take at least five minutes to yourself each day. Seriously, you might be shocked at how you never do this for yourself. Go somewhere alone. No escaping into Netflix. Set a timer or do like a guided meditation on your music app. They are everywhere. I love to listen to Yoga Bunny. She is short and zen. She has like meditation bursts, five to 12 minutes. They're perfect. You don't need to be a great meditator to get the benefits of meditation You just need to do it. I fully confess, I am a lazy AF meditator. 
I only meditate for about five to 12 minutes each morning, but I do it every day. And the benefits are amazing. I don't stress out like I used to. I don't overwork myself like I used to. I just don't sweat the small stuff as easily. And when you are relaxed, that is when you get your best ideas and your most creative thoughts. So please give yourself five minutes a day and feel the amazing mental, spiritual, and physical benefits of enjoying and discovering your personal now and zen. All right, that's all I have for today. Be kind to others and yourselves and namaste amazing.